Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Equip Ministries. Today's podcast, we are going to give you five more archaeological evidences that prove the Bible is accurate and that it is truth. So over the last couple of days and for the next couple of days, if you're following along with the Read Scripture app in our church, you will be reading about the book of Joshua. And there are so many pieces of historical evidence that prove that what is being written in this book are accurate. And we're going to go over five of those in just a moment. So stay tuned. All right, so the first one on the list is Hattusa, which is the Hittite capital. If uh, you turn to chapter 11 in the book of Joshua, verse 3, it says, And to the Canaanite on the east and on the west, and to the Amorite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Jebusite in the mountains, and to the Hivite under Hermon in the land of Mizpah. So he's talking about um, groups of people that are large and own, you know, lots of land. They're not like just small little cliques. They're massive groups of people that are living around the Israelites at the time of Joshua. And he mentions the Hittites here in chapter, in verse three. Well, history for a long time has known and found locations for the Canaanites, for the Amorites, for the Perizzites and the Jebusites and the Hivites, but they didn't know where the Hittites were located. And so there was a question about whether they even really existed. Well, the Armana letters were discovered in 1887 and they, uh, we'll talk about that later on, but they talk about this great big city uh, for the Hittites. And so researchers said, Hey, if these letters are talking about this, it's got to exist. We got to go find it. And so they went on an expedition in hopes of finding this great big city. Well, they found it in 1905, two explorers named Theodore McCready and Hugo Winkler found the ancient city of Hattusa locked away in a very remote area, isolated from any major roads, which is one of the reasons why they couldn't find it, because um, all of the other major cities were along trade routes, because it would bring in money and take money out, and they could get the basic needs. But this particular city was far off any beaten path that they knew of, and so it didn't quite make sense. But when they got there, they realized that this city was quite awesome. It had highly fortified gateways, temples, and a large archive. There's um, lots of evidence that archaeologists have now affirmed that it fell around 1200 BC by being burned, like the whole city was invaded and burned, and there's lots of signs showing that. So um, if you want more information on the Hittite capital of Hattusa, you can go to www.biblicalarchaeology.org, and um, there's like a bunch of information on that. There's a few other websites, but that's one that they spend a lot of time on, and um, there are archaeologists that actually go out and do the dig sites. They right on that site, um, all of their information from the dig sites. So there's that, the Hittusa, the Hittite capital found in the book of Joshua. Okay, next on the list if this is the city of Hazor, right? So if you were reading a couple days ago, um, Joshua chapter 11, verse 11, talks about the city of Hazor being burned, uh, which the city of the Hittites was also burned. He liked to burn a lot of cities. I don't know why that is, but he did. He liked to just burn everything. So anyways, um, 
Verse 11, chapter 11 says, And they smote all the souls that were therein with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them. There was not any left to breathe, and he burnt Hazer with fire. So archaeological archaeological studies have shown that Hazer was indeed the largest and strongest of the Canaanite cities at this time, but that it had been destroyed several times and then rebuilt. Although the armies and occupants of these northern cities were all slain, evidently many who escaped or who had lived in the nearby villages did survive and were able to rebuild and continue to harass Israel for centuries. Hazer, along with Jericho and Ai, were the only cities destroyed by Joshua. The other conquered cities were simply taken over and occupied by the Israelites. And then um, archaeological evidence has indeed confirmed that Hazer was destroyed and burned at a time corresponding to Joshua's invasion of Canaan, just like the city of Hattusa in the Hittite capital. So we have places that are being affirmed archaeologically, historically, that are in the Bible. And we're going to move on to the next one here in a moment. Third on the list, we have Joshua 12, 7. And I'll read it here. It says, And these are the kings of the country which Joshua and the children of Israel smote on this side, Jordan, on the west, from, and then he starts listing some cities. So all of these cities have been in, have been affirmed by archaeological discoveries known as the, are the Amarna letters. So what are these? They're stone tablets that actually were written by the Egyptians in the ancient Near East during the 14th century. They're tablets, and they were um, probably, well, so they were found in the ancient city of Akitaten, and I probably said that incorrectly, but um, they were written between the rulers of Mesopotamia and Syria, and they list all of the same cities that we see here, not every single one, but several of the cities in this section of Joshua are mentioned in these letters on these stone tablets. So we are getting, again, affirmation that the Bible is correct in locations and time frames of these locations existing during the time of Joshua. Um, the letters show that Babylon existed outside of the, Bob, the outside of the Bible. Um, there's also proof of the Hebrew tribes entering into the land of Canaan in ancient times, which aligns with the biblical timeline found on these letters. And they also show proof of the existence of the Canaanites, which we have kind of affirmed that already in the last couple of discussions. But the letters were first found around 1887 in secret because archaeologists wanted to make sure that they were like valid and they weren't fake or you know, phonies. And so they were finally officially published in 1891 to the public. And today the letters are scattered in museums around the globe, such as Germany, England, Egypt, France, Russia, and the U.S. For more information on these letters, you can go to Britannica.com and you can actually see some pictures and get some inscriptions from them for that. Okay. 
Number four, in Joshua chapter 13, verse 22, we read about Balaam. So Balaam was uh, this person that had been hired by the Canaanites as a seer. He could supposedly see things like a prophet could, and so they hired him to do just that for them. And we see that in chapter 13, verse 22, when it says, Balaam, also the son of Beor, the soothsayer, did the children of Israel Israel slay with the sword among them that were slain by them. And so we actually found proof of this Balaam outside of the Bible who describes him as the son of Beor, exactly as the biblical text does. And they describe him as a seer who had divine visions of future destruction and a gathering of a group of gods. So the Balaam inscription was found in 1967 by Dutch archaeologists, whose names I honestly can't pronounce, um, Hofditzer and van der Kuij, located several small fragments of ancient writing on stone tablets. Upon investigating, they were able to determine the language was a mixture of Aramaic and Canaanite, which dated to the 8th century BC. These fragments, also known as the Tel Der Allah, were found inside of an administrative administration building. Um, written on the fragments are details discussing how the Canaanites used Balaam to reveal information to them from the gods. They also write how Balaam said he saw the end of the world being destroyed and a description of hell. Specifically, the tablets say warnings, quote, warnings given by Balaam, the son of Beor, a seer of the gods. These tablets were written to the Amorites and had nothing to do with God's people. It's a huge find in proving the credibility of the Bible because it aligns so well with what we see in the book of Joshua. And you can actually still go see these tablets at the Armon Jordan Museum today. Number five, and the last one for today. In Joshua chapter 18, verse 1, we see, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up a tabernacle of the congregation there, and the land was subdued before them. So archaeologists have found the city of Shiloh. This isn't a new discovery. It's, a, it's an older discovery, originally found in 1922 by Danish explorers. Um, but this city is still being excavated today because there's so much information um, in this area, and it's fascinating. So this area, Shiloh, was an important part of Jewish history, and it marks the site where Eli served as the high priest and where he judged, which we'll read about later, where sacrifices and annual feasts were held, where Hannah prayed her famous prayer that we're going to read again, uh, you know, about later, where Samuel served the Lord, and eventually Eli fell and died. Archaeologists found an old ancient Byzantine church containing a very well-preserved mosaic floor matching the exact dimensions of the tabernacle. They also found the area where the tabernacle was originally placed up on a hill inside of this area of Shiloh. 
and um, they have that well mapped out. And you can go actually see that today if you were to take a tour of the Holy Land. Um, near this church, the Department of Antiquities of the Holy Land has marked the actual area where the tabernacle stood, as I just mentioned, so you could go see that. And then next to the area is a sign which dates to the 4th century BC, and written in Greek are the words describing the area to be, quote, Shiloh. This location is where the Ark of the Covenant was held for 369 years during the time of Judges, which we're going to read about in just a few days. Archaeologists have also uncovered a thou- like thousands of years old wine and olive oil press, areas where houses were built, proof that the city was being torched or had been torched, um, cisterns and bathing pools, and gates which were clearly built by the Canaanites. According to the Old Testament, Shiloh was an important early sanctuary in the Promised Land. The Tent of Meeting, part of the tabernacle, and the Ark of the Covenant resided at Shiloh after Joshua's conquest. So there you guys have it. All of these fantastic archaeological discoveries that prove the validity of Scripture. And um, I hope that this encourages you, and I hope it gives you just something that when you're out in the world and you feel doubt creeping in, you can think back to these discoveries and know that the Bible has been accurate time and time again. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, we'll be praying for you. 